0: Hi all, you're very welcome to episode 5 of the 3D Design Bureau podcast. We shoot the breeze on all things surrounding the AEC sector and 3D design. We release it every second Thursday morning and it's wherever you find your podcast. Today we're joined by the usual suspect of Nick and we have Louise Rankin and Lauren Martin from North Design, Interior Designers. So Lauren, Louise, how are you?
1: Good, excited to be on.
0: You're very welcome along. you're very. We're, we're very excited to have you.
2: good thank you thank you
0: for having us how's life
2: good yes busy
0: (laughs) (laughs) flat (laughs) to the mat
2: yeah (laughs) um no but it's good we're lucky enough to be busy and especially with the run-up to christmas now it's always a little bit frantic um but yeah it's all good
3: yeah and 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 louise is very busy very busy (laughs) yeah a month out out from expecting so congratulations louise
1: well (laughs) lauren's about to get much busier then after (laughs) that
3: (laughs) (laughs) totally taking up the slack
1: (laughs) poor girl (laughs) keep checking in with her sanity in January
0: (laughs) good stuff well guys um, I'm sure a lot of people in Ireland um, our clients included are familiar with your work but if you wanted to just give us a quick overview of how you got started and what North Design does
2: yeah Um, So I suppose North Design in short is an interior architecture uh, firm. So we do anything from interiors from residentials to hospitality, hotels, offices, and everything in between. Um, I suppose how we started North Design um, kind of, I suppose, going back. Louise and I have always been quite influenced in design. Um, Both of our families, kind of worked in the design field. Um, Although it didn't kind of start that way for both of us, Um, I'll let Louise talk about (laughs) her path in a minute, but I started, when I left college, I went into um, business in um, college and then I did Montessori teaching and I found out that that was not the the path for me. (laughs) Um, But I was always very creative and I probably should have done that from the beginning, but I always think it's hard to know what you want to do Mm. from the beginning. So yeah, then I went into college. I did interior architecture and furniture design in DIT, um, and I absolutely loved it. Kind of from day one, I knew that that was was the right thing um, for me. So then worked in the industry, and that's where I met Louise. Mm -hmm. So Louise had a little bit of a different path as well. Yeah,
1: mine was uh, sales marketing for 10 years. Then I realized that it was destroying my soul. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just always, always, always interested in it. And uh, so I did a course and then um, did an internship and kind of, I'm much more of a learn on the, on the, like on the ground. So um, having met Lauren then in the industry, it was great to kind of put both of our uh, experiences together. And we just kind of knew that it would be, I suppose our business ethos would be the same. And Mm -hmm. we both really just kind of wanted to work for ourselves and, and start this new venture. So um, that is how North was born. Mm-hmm. And it's been a busy three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, three years now you're in business. Yeah,
2: yeah four in March. Wow, that's
3: unbelievable. Where did uh, the name North, where did that come about?
2: So we kind of, I suppose, we were very much didn't want it to be our names. That was kind of our, our first and foremost thing with the name of the company. We wanted the company to be able to grow and not for it to always be us as the the forefront of the company. Um so I suppose we went we had a google document and we were throwing in names. It was it was everything under the sun, but uh yeah. we came up with the name North. Um both of our dads are from uh the north of Ireland. Um so it's kind of a link back to them and we wanted something punchy just one word, um, and not, I suppose, associ- associated with anything in particular. Mm. Um, so that's where, where North North came well, from.
0: Uh, very good. Was there any other names that it could have been? Was there any close calls?
2: South, yeah. South.
1: East. <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> no we had a ha- we had a handful but there wasn't any because like Lauren's dad is a photographer and mine's a joiner so just that that creativity we were talking about like well where did we come from and it, mm. it was that just to get it some something personal to us but really it being brandable as well and, and memorable short and sweet um because yeah. you know sometimes the long, the longer the name the more difficult it is to market and all that sort of stuff so yeah that was there just was, it was there was one
2: was it creative
1: lane? It could that have been a flower a... shop. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, could have been
2: anything. So it was again, and it was the it was two words. So we just really wanted one yeah. punchy word. So that's yeah,
3: excellent. I come here, since starting. Like um so, the first two years of business is always oh, it's always the challenge. Like most businesses, if they're going to go in the first while it's in the first two years. I remember that. I remember a watershed moment for me when I started back in 2000. What have you found being the most challenging uh, aspect of setting up the business and getting to nearly year four?
1: A pandemic being made in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right in the middle. That wasn't ideal. (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, I think I suppose with design and kind of starting from the design industry people trust you from the projects that you've done before Mm. so I think for us setting up and not having a portfolio of work to go to people and be like look this is what we've done this is what we've achieved so we had a little bit of kind of you know family work that we would have done and stuff like that but I think that was the main I suppose hurdle to get over was to get people to trust you enough and think that you're experienced enough to take on their home and to or their kind of commercial business or anything, just to trust you and mm-hmm. and give you the job. And um, so I suppose to kind of get over that in the first uh, first month mm-hmm. of kind of starting, we literally met with everybody we could, like friends, family. You know, we were in some meetings and they're kind of like, "Yeah, I don't really have any links to interior design." And we're like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, but you may know someone who does." So <laughs> yeah. So we kind of. I suppose that was definitely a challenge just to kind of establish yourselves and kind of make your mark in in the industry. Um, But we've been so lucky, you know, we always say kind of, you don't realize how much people are willing to help and want to help you until you do something like that. And you do kind of set up and people are just amazing. Like, you know, the amount of contacts that people gave us and we still work with today is just... You know and and it's amazing it was it was really nice to kind of see that side
3: <laughs> was there was there any point where you 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 can pinpoint where it was just that turning point of going okay we've sort of we've got to the start line where we're going because I remember oh geez I remember when I set up and it was like we I had the yellow pages <laughs> like yes. when, when I first set up and it went through all the architects couldn't get any work. and again very much like yourself had no uh no portfolio and i remember even one time checking the the phone line in the phone (laughs) it It was unbelievable but then i remember there was a um i did this like really cheap flyer and sent it around and i was like literally down to my last month and i said right i'll give it i'll give it four weeks got a loan of money off my dad to get through another four weeks but then i get an architect um contacted me and started doing a couple of projects with them. And that was the turning point where I could start self-sustaining then after a month or two. Was there any particular moments or particular projects that, that you can pinpoint?
1: It's kind of, I suppose, once we had pitched for certain, uh, jobs with certain, uh, clients saying developers or, or whatever, and once they went well and you retained the relationship. Mm -hmm. in those early stages and you're kind of proving yourself that was when I think that we started to kind of be like okay well because they're you know outside the realm of say smaller residentials that you're kind of like right well this is a little bit possibly maybe more secure or Mm -hmm. so definitely kind of having those relationships start to turn around and Mm -hmm. like the graft is involved in that because you're you're constantly like checking in and just you know you're very much like kind of whatever needs to be done I'm going to do it and we're going to prove ourselves and stuff so I'd say probably in, in, in that sense when those relationships start to develop that's when we were like okay
2: yeah, things are going things are going well and even I think as well when you start getting referrals um, that was kind of a, a, a quite a turning point as well because you kind of realize what you're doing is working and they're yeah. actually you know you're you're doing a good service so much so that they're recommending you to your, their friends and family and yeah. i think once that kind of started you know that it almost starts rolling then you know that's when the, the business keeps coming in and you have a nice kind of steady line and um, word of mouth is the best yeah Might definitely it, even kind of our first you know publications and you know i think one of our first ones is the sunday business post mm-hmm. we had a, a post in there and i suppose for us it was huge because it's like oh we're in the paper you yeah. know it's a, <laughs> it's kind of a big thing but from that being in a very established you know paper that brought us business as well you know and that kind of i suppose makes you look a little bit more established and it brings mm-hmm. in more more work as well yeah. um but yeah, it, it definitely isn't
0: easy. <laughs> you can say that again. But um, you, you mentioned a few minutes ago COVID. And I kind of want to touch on that. What impact did that have with the, did you gain or lose business? And then I suppose, secondly, what was the trends that came out of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, definitely a <clears throat> bit of both. Obviously in the beginning I think everyone was in a bit of state of shock mm-hmm. um and taking up hobbies left, right and centre. So uh those <laughs> like naturally with all the sites closing, you know, we were we were just at the desk and um obviously everyone was kind of watching the purse strings and terrified as to what was gonna happen. So definitely those first few months that followed March twenty twenty was um was quiet. Um and then, and then it was kind of when it started to pick back up. So when things started opening in June, July again, the inquiries just like started flooding in, and it was because people had gone through those like five months of, okay, well, well, we haven't spent any money, and like we're not going anywhere anytime soon, and people were re- reevaluating in terms of, okay, well, we pop, perhaps it's way too risky to sell now, so let's work with what we've got. Mm. So in that sense. <clears throat> like we always, we hate to say it because we feel that we possibly we could be one of the, the, the industries that have benefited from s- such yeah. a tragedy. But it's kind of like the people who've just reassessed their homes, they've reassessed the way they live um, and they're all readapting. So mm-hmm. whether that's our smaller service, which focuses on three rooms um, and it's just a, a, a package that suits a lot of people for people who are looking to like finish their home or they just want to get a home office mm-hmm. or, you know, they just like kind of those bits in the house that they need to kind of wrap up or yeah. else the interior architecture side where they're going okay where we're not moving house let's like revamp the one we have so mm-hmm. from that sense that really has grown legs I'd,
3: um, I'd imagine that the the home office and utility room are the two <laughs> the two big asks
2: yeah yeah And as well, I suppose people were spending so much time in their homes. So I suppose before the pandemic, we would have had clients coming to us and kind of asking us, you know, what do you think we should do here? What would the layout? But we were finding clients were coming to us going, this is what we need. Because, you know, they, they knew exactly what they needed. They've never spent so much time at home. And whether they knew exactly, they obviously didn't know how to implement it, but they were very, you know, strong on exactly the criteria that we needed to to meet and mm-hmm. um, things like I suppose the open plan living you know that went through a phase of just being so popular like everybody wants these open plan spaces that was all fine and well when you're away at your job <laughs> from nine to five and then you came back and had family time and in, in the evening but not anymore <laughs> yeah when the kids are screaming and you're on a work call it doesn't work that way so very much kind of finding that adaptable being able to close spaces off while keeping it open plan um very much kind of at the forefront of what people were looking for along with the likes of the home offices and yeah and um, a place to lock yourself away and take a breath <laughs> yeah so
3: like like because the, the work you do it's it it's it very much focusing on the the existing shell or existing layout. Mm-hmm. So that's one part of the business. Then you obviously work with developers on the resi side. So mm-hmm. doing show houses and stuff like that. And then the yeah. commercial side. Um, but it's interesting that package, I'd say that's become even more, it's it's just continued to grow for you, has it?
2: Hugely. Yeah. yeah like, we, we it's always been a, a service that has kind of ticked away and we would do a couple a month and, you know, it was always a very kind of good service, but we've never had so much inquiries for it. Like mm-hmm. for the last few months, we've had a waiting list for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we don't, you know, it's amazing, but we don't want a waiting list for it. You know, we want to be able to keep rolling them out and, and doing it. So it just goes to show that people, it, it really works for that type of kind of, I suppose, client who is just looking for... Yeah, um, the few spaces, the few spaces to remodel, um, and, and then it's up to remodel. the client.
3: Like once you do your design, then the client can go off, obviously, and and purchase everything that you've, you've exactly. designed for the space. Yeah. Or do you do you follow through and 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 actually continue on that service as well? Is there an option for that?
2: No. So the way it would work would be we would meet with the client. So each, um, I suppose, consultation focuses on three areas. So if you have more than that, you can do six. So we basically do two packages. Um, So we would meet initially and go through the three areas that you'd want to look at. And then we go away, we do up a pack um, and we'll meet with you a final time to deliver it. But In in short, it is a pack that you take and you have all of the information that you can carry out the works yourself, Um, which is great because, you know, a lot of people aren't in a position where they can just have us to come in and redo the three rooms all at once. Whereas, you know, they can sit down Mm -hmm. and go, okay, well, what's our priority here? Okay, well, the kitchen is. So they'll do that this year and then they'll have the pack. To implement maybe the living room next year, or you know, so they can really, I suppose, implement it as as they as they I suppose wish. To. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a more
1: affordable option, um, because obviously the interior architecture side we're doing full project management and stuff, so it just allows us to to help to to kind of clientele. Yeah. Um. Whilst keeping yeah keeping yeah. that side busy anyway.
2: And how I suppose how that package came about was initially we were doing just the interior architecture but we found clients were coming to us not needing a full house renovation you know they were just looking for colors or a lot of people who would buy a, a new build so they basically have a shell and they don't know you know what colors to put on the wall or where to put joinery and you know they have this blank canvas so we find a kind of we were turning away the clients who had that smaller, you know, workload that we really didn't want to do. And we wanted to be able to f- facilitate the smaller projects as well as the larger kind of full renovations. So um, it's great that we can kind of, I suppose, offer that service to, to, to everybody.
3: And it's interesting you mentioned colors, right? Would you rank uh, colors as being one of the most important pieces of the puzzle to get right for interior design or, or furniture? The reason I ask is (laughs) I I went through painting a house recently when (laughs) I didn't and my wife Elsa picked all the colors and painstakingly so I just didn't have the headspace for it and they're, they've they proven to be so important
1: yeah definitely and especially yeah. if you are like depending on what you're doing within the space or if you're not doing much in terms of layout changes you know function bespoke jewelry whatever like the impact of color is so strong and we always find it's the most overwhelming for the client because they're like like oh no that 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 blue no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no that blue. <laughs> yeah. gray
3: gray, gray. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. um but that's why it's good sometimes that we can do
2: it for them so <laughs> and it is it's a minefield there are so many colors so many brands and yeah. i think just to have someone in and kind of ha- even help narrow it down yeah to a to a point where you can kind of go from um But yeah, we always say like, it is such a scary thing and painting a room, but we always say like, it is just paint as well. And you can (laughs) work with it. It's probably the most versatile way of injecting color. Whereas if you're buying a sofa, that's a huge investment and you obviously want to get that that right. But paint is just color. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And on that, um, I suppose your style um, of the work that you do, we've had the pleasure of working with you on a few projects. And I personally am a big fan of your style. Um, Nick has been talking about it all morning now as well. But um, I, I suppose what drives your creative process there and how, how do you go about your work?
1: Uh, it's very much uh, client-driven. So from from the very beginning when we started North, um, like Lauren and I have both of our individual styles. If you walked into our homes, they're different, mm-hmm. um, and no more than all of our like. So we have um, staff members now, and their styles very different. So we kind of never wanted, I suppose, our our strong personal style to overtake that of the clients. And that brief stage for us and, uh, you know, kind of digging deep into how they live and how they work and uh, or commercial clients, how their businesses run, then it, it's very thorough because we're trying to get them to really dictate where we're going with it. Mm-hmm. And naturally, we'll have our opinions and like, you know, they're hiring us for a reason. So we're going to try and lead it into areas that maybe they weren't brave enough to go to or whatever. But definitely is it's all about their brief and that's why a lot of people say that our portfolio is so varied because Hmm. it could go from something very minimalistic to something quite eclectic and it's because it's the characters we meet um and that's what keeps it exciting for us so it is it's very it's very client driven it's Hmm. hard to kind of pinpoint the exact thing
3: it's challenging though isn't it because Mm -hmm. you would have like i'd imagine in projects and like I know we've been focusing on the Resi side, but like you've worked on some Fab um, commercial projects, like the um, the hotel in the Monyew Hotel, mm. like you know, which was a really funky design. Yeah. Like and and I think you were given a, a good bit of freedom, if I'm not mistaken, to stamp your design yeah. on that. So it's a real fine balance, though, isn't it, to be able to get to have that freedom, but then if you get a client who's very set in their ways, and you're thinking. That's just not going to work. Like, yeah. How and do you balance that?
2: It, it is definitely difficult, and and bit so, of charm. Bit of charm. And I think as well, even the, I suppose the the model of our business is that we design for the clients, and it is very much driven by their style. So sometimes it is really not our particular style, and it's challenging, and it's hard to kind of put yourself in there and kind of i suppose design for them but it's also interesting and it's what makes our job interesting if you're yeah. we banging out the same designs every day you know there's an element of you would kind of lose interest i suppose mm-hmm. in that as well um but yeah kind of going back to the the hospitality and the hotel side of things i suppose being given a brief where we can you know have full creative direction on a job is amazing and and we do get clients like residential clients that that do that but very much on the hospitality side of things and we love it because that's where we can really you know really get creative and especially in that kind of hospitality there there's less limits when it's someone's home they're like oh i don't know about that like there whereas if it's a hotel they're like yeah go for it and it's a it's a space for everybody to enjoy and and they want it to be as kind of you know the boundaries to be pushed as much uh, as possible and even in that one nick the 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 train the bar in the basement like that was so exciting for us to design and even you know selling it to the client you know we're so excited and invested about it and for that to be built is just you know it's so exciting and to even see it in your guys renders and for it to have it come to life before it even goes to site you know it's it's really interesting and it's it's an exciting part yeah it's a pretty
3: cool project now um, yeah (laughs) you know in terms of the design and 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 funny enough i've always said it like when you're doing um cgi work it's when you get that interesting design, whether it's exterior architecture and landscaping or interior um, architecture and design, the the more, uh, the, 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 the images stand m- much more off the page when there's good, well thought out design mm, like, and yeah. what I mean, and it's just not your your standard stuff like you know. So
1: mm-hmm. well, even from your side, if like if there's more detail in what we're giving you in the like the brief, it makes everything seem so much more tangible and mm. and come to life um and like it's one of the reasons why we like doing commercial work as well that opportunity to actually get 3d renders Mm. because you're like yes that's what i you know like was thinking and then suddenly if it comes into fruition then and the build happens it's it's amazing to see the kind of it on paper essentially Mm. and then in reality but even
2: from a from a building perspective as well for the builders and the trades and the contractors to have that visual to work from like it's it, it's so good like we've had builders come back and be like you know no I can see it like this, this is what it's meant <laughs> yeah. to look yeah, yeah. like you so know it's, it's great <laughs> to have that so it makes our life easier as well because yeah. <laughs> so we're like there's a visual <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that um, obviously we've worked together and we do 3D renders for, for some of your projects commercial um, what, what software do you use for communicating your designs to clients
2: so generally with residential we would do mood boards so kind of very much pinterest boards we'd pin uh, for the projects and put together mood boards from that um but we use um we hand sketch a lot so we would do a lot of hand sketching on the ipad and then importing that into photoshop and kind of over layering on um with the materials we find for residential clients um that's kind of enough it's it's you know it's enough for us to kind of get the visual across and for them to envision the space um but then i suppose for larger commercial like the hotel that, that we were talking about and kind of some of the communal spaces for um apartment blocks we find well one for marketing for selling you need the the, the, the 3d render Um, it's really important um so i suppose that that's when we would definitely always get the the renders for for those type of projects
0: mm-hmm. yeah good stuff yeah the treaty design is just so important like you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good wedge in there <laughs> Kevin. good wedge in there <laughs> very yeah. subtle you have to be very subtle with these things you know get, get into people's heads subconsciously You know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um,
2: yeah it is good and i think we have a good kind of system that we that we use in order f- like working with you guys as well to to produce the renders it's it's i didn't know your
3: your hand sketch actually because um yeah i didn't know you were a montessori well trained to be a montessori teacher <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, not practicing
2: yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you never know now with louise I I really, yeah. time like we <laughs>
2: can set up another side of the business in montessori it might come in yeah. handy. <laughs> Because it's I, mad because um,
3: the type of, like, I can't draw. Like, uh, so, like, I'm an engineer by the profession, always wanted to do architecture, didn't get anywhere near the points for architecture so went in did engineering but sort of have come full circle so somewhat uh but i can't it's mad because people say to me oh do you hand sketch stuff or did you in the beginning when you set up the business i was, I, I can't try the best i can do is a matchstick man or woman <laughs> like seriously it's it's unreal people don't understand so it's really interesting the hand sketches and sometimes i think sometimes like we were asked to do a um a job recently I met someone there's a whole new plan for Black Rock and a plaza out the back of the near the Dart station and I remember sitting down with one of the the people that was uh, heading it up and stuff and they were like oh we want to get renders done for it and we had done a project previously uh, over in Balbriggan and they were very photorealistic and sometimes the hand drawings for, for spaces like that or interior spaces are better because it's just the sort of conceptual feel to it, it's not It's because so, the, the renders that are produced now are just so photorealistic it's like, that's it, you know, people just think that's it, oh and then they get hung up on little details, whereas sometimes the hand sketch, so I saw, saw the hand sketch for the Black Rock Plaza um, and it's very just very conceptual, but people I think can sometimes buy into that more and you probably find that with the resi side of stuff on the smaller scale yeah
1: and like laura mentioned obviously like in the initial concept stage you're doing the mood boards and the the like hand sketches but even when you go through to doing the drawing packages to send out to tender And you're going through that with a client and even though like we're like, there's heaps of detail in there, it's flat, it's they can't, like some clients just can't like take it off the page. So going, having a sketch for them to refer to is just a lot kind of, I don't know, like it comes to life in their brain more. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then like it doesn't, in terms of of time management, you know, it doesn't, if we can get um, results from a hand sketch versus doing it on SketchUp or whatever, like it doesn't, the two don't, there aren't, there's no comparison really, because hmm. we can do a hand sketch in half an hour versus, yeah. you know, and then it, especially if you're working on a program, you're like nitpicking yourself with the with sketch, you're just like loosely yeah. kind of hashing it out. So it definitely is a, is a good tool. <laughs>
0: yeah. and it, is that something like in the interior design course that you did? Is that something that's taught or is that just something you naturally have? Because I don't think, however much I got taught how to draw I'm a bit like Nick and um, I'd even struggle with the matchstick men like
1: <laughs> I think it's if it, practice makes perfect as well like by no means like yeah, our earlier really. sketches were not good but like it definitely you, you know you start to playing with scale and proportion and stuff like that mm. that just comes with practice but I, I don't know necessarily if it's like a taught yeah. thing it's there's also an app that if you do oh it,
0: it, <laughs> well, we're getting to the bottom I'm of it really now <laughs>
2: um yeah it makes it
1: easier <laughs> yeah because well, yeah, most of our sketches are on um on ipad with it with the with the, the pencil so um in that sense that just makes transferring it to photoshop uh easier for us to layer yeah. on then
2: um whereas our but, yeah. back in the day hand sketches now we wouldn't be showing you those did
0: <laughs> <not>? <laughs> <laughs> we did actually recently a couple of months ago a, a video that showed the quality of our work from I believe 2002 up to 2021 Um, and it got good reaction like you you should find some of them earlier uh, sketches and and do the progress.
2: I know and it's funny because it develops without you even knowing it you know it's probably only when you do actually stand back and look back and go oh my god look how much it's changed because you just kind of adapt it for certain projects and then you might take that way of adapting into the future projects and stuff so Uh, Yeah, we must do that. Nothing to be
1: embarrassed about.
3: (laughs) In in terms of growth now, like in terms of uh, growing the business and stuff, um, where do you see it now, like with the two of you heading it up and taking staff on, training them up? Like I suppose with interior architecture, it's slightly different uh, to, well, it's different to what we do, but it's more challenging because I'd imagine that a lot of clients want you two on a project you know what I mean? As opposed to the, not saying opposed to the team, but like they they want you. It's kind of like, you know, you go to a physio, you want a specific physio to work on you, you know? So, have you thought about that and how you how you manage that because you'll obviously have an overarching view of everything of all the projects going out yeah yeah
2: um yeah so definitely we we kind of have seen that come up and i suppose as well with referrals say if louise was working on a project and that was referred or myself you kind of get people kind of expecting that person to to that was very much from the beginning the fundamental of it being north and not mm. being our names because when it's your names they expect you so that was kind of our first step at the very beginning to 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 try and kind of get away from that. Um, but yeah, definitely what we're what we're trying to do and what we're we're building on now. Like we have Efo working for us and um, she's a de- designer in with us and it's very much a collective team. So. There's no kind of, you don't know who you're going to get, but we all work on the projects. We all know what's going on. We we check in twice a week to update each other on projects. So, you know, if Louise was to be out of the office, I can jump into her project. I know what's going on. So although I suppose you're not getting myself or Louise or Aoife, you know, you are getting us because we're all chipping in mm-hmm. and, and it's it's coming from north rather than a specific um designer.
1: and um, even kind of when you're trying to manage time, project workload, like the fact that like I'm going to be now, you know, out of the office and For a
3: couple of weeks, yeah. Just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> 10 days max. <laughs> but like there's no ignoring the fact that we are female business owners mm. and that is an aspect as well. So like it's kind of like w- we will always need to make sure that our business and our brand is rock solid and nobody needs to have any reservation about who's walking through their front door because our you know the message that we've taught our staff members and the you know what we all have the same work ethos and design ethos so like that should never be something that would make a client nervous if it wasn't one of us yeah so it's definitely something that we're we're I mean we're obviously we're in the early stages of growing the business and it's like is our first uh, full-time hire and we have another intern coming on mm-hmm. um so that's a new kind of uh avenue for north to go down and mm-hmm. it's one we're excited about we don't want to be a huge firm because we never want to lose like you know the personal yeah the personal aspect the relationships we've built and uh constantly trying to sort of retain that and that kind of like you know small but mighty Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i think as well it's the the level of
2: work you know obviously louise or north started with louise and i and we are so proud of kind of what we've achieved in the last three and a half almost four years and to, to have kind of employees come in, we're very, you know, we're very dedicated to making sure that they have the training, they know what they're doing, the work is up to, to scratch. And I suppose we, we would always oversee everything before it leaves. We never let anything leave. We would rather a timeline kind of be pushed out and for the work to be absolutely perfect then delivering something that is not north and that's not not something that we would um stand over so mm-hmm. we're putting kind of I suppose things into place and like I said we review kind of twice a week and um, to ensure that level of standard is met and I suppose that's that's so important for us rather than kind of who you're getting it's the level of work and the uh, I suppose the You're
3: you're dead right, because that was one thing when we rebranded in 2015, like we were third dimension, then we rebranded the 3D Design Bureau to try and lose the shackles of the recession. But it was a real goal of ours to to, to be that brand that you're, you know, that everyone who comes into the company buys into the brand, buys into the direction they're going you know, that projects can cross from one person in a team to another. Yeah. That's yeah. a real important part of of this industry, you know, that you're suddenly, you know, you know, oh, I can't we can't deal with that project for three weeks because someone's on holidays or yeah, yeah. Know, uh, like it's really important and the brand and that that people clients and stuff buy into it. But know that there's people behind it as well. Yes, that there's a good team behind it. That's really important.
2: Exactly. And Definitely. I think as well, I suppose from the than not having a specific style so you're not coming to me for my style or, or you know Louise for her style or Eva for her you know it's it the style is coming and the the design is coming from the client and we're kind of collectively working for, for them so yeah. it's kind of where that comes from
0: yeah so it's, so you n- never lose that <laughs> it, it, obviously if you were to grow exponentially it's very difficult to hold on to that to those values and, and your yeah. creative process but yeah. Lauren and Louise, we've kept you for almost 35 minutes and I know how busy you are. So <laughs> are you happy enough with that? Yes. Nick, you're happy, always happy. Yeah, all
3: good, I thought it was really good. Uh, good insight uh, into the interior design and
1: uh, an having...
3: architecture area. So it's really good. Cause, Cause when you're working together, you don't get that, you know, You see the designs coming through and we do our work and you do your work, but it's always good to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah,
1: definitely. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Yeah, thanks very much for coming on, guys.
0: So with the podcast, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. um, The live one with our lovely faces is on YouTube, so if you're squeamish, don't go for that one. Um, (laughs) I'm talking about me and Nick now. Uh, Good, good save but uh yeah tune in uh, get in touch at 3d design bureau on twitter linkedin instagram if you want to get in touch with us and yeah we'll see you in two weeks thanks very much for that guys
1: thank nice you. To you guys Bye. Bye Bye
3: now.